Welcome, my chingus, to episode 120 of This Week in K-Pop. In this episode, we will talk about G-Friend, Girls' Generation, Groovy Room, Off on Off, Primary, Samuel, and Winner. My name is Steven, and with me, as always, is my lovely co-host, Josh. Hello. Now, This Week in K-Pop is a discussion podcast that covers the last two weeks of K-Pop music video releases. We start each episode with our favorite songs of the last two weeks, and then we conclude with our favorite section, Big Names. No Games. Where we talk about our disappointments of the episode. You can find more of our show on iTunes, SoundCloud, and other podcasting platforms. And you can also visit our website, thisweekinkpop.com. And welcome, welcome, Josh, the lovely month of August. Welcome, summer and the sound of cicadas and humidity and me walking five minutes and shower of sweat. Yeah, dude. you know, yes. speaking of cicadas, yeah, it was so loud when I was walking home yesterday that it, I actually was like, this kind of hurts my ears. Like I It mean, was loud. so fucking loud because uh, it's really hot in Korea right now. And they like that. They lack that. Um, now, of course, bear with us. We are, of course, going home, right? We're leaving Korea very soon. We may not go home directly, right? We're going to Japan first. Um, and you might go to China or some other country, right? But their schedule is a bit erratic. And uh, I'm kind of, I was just telling Josh, I'm kind of in a mood, you know? In the last two weeks, I kind of just didn't want to do anything. In a slump, if you will. Yeah, kind of in a slump, which is uh, one of the reasons why there was a no after show, despite promising again that we would have one. But what I did do in the last couple of weeks was an interview with the K-pop hot pot. Now, Josh, where were you for this interview? I was terribly hungover. <laughs> I mean, full transparency. Uh there, so as we said, we're in a period of, you know, leaving and transitioning. And actually, a lot of people uh, that we came with, or a lot of our friends are also leaving as well. And uh, sometimes you say goodbye with too many shots. Yeah. And sometimes you say goodbye early and you go home like I did. Because I'm a good boy. You're a good boy. <laughs> you're a good boy. I'm a loser, dude. AKA, I'm a loser. <laughs> you don't do bath salts, so you're a good boy. Yeah. Not that I do bath salts. Let's not get that. Yeah. out there on tape <laughs> way to reference a joke that we made off <laughs> off camera but anyways uh if you want to know more i guess about me you know maybe you don't care about me but I if you want to know you. more about me i did this kind of in-depth interview with uh, the people from k-pop hot pot you can find the episode on their uh, feed so just search k-pop hot pot and itunes whatever it is uh, it's a really long interview it's like two hours long we talk a lot about my childhood and and getting into K-pop and starting the podcast. It's less about K-pop and more just about me. So if you won't care about that, um, we also play Two Truths, One Lie, and there are horribly disgusting and embarrassing stories involved in that. Oh, gross. So some of them involving poop. I mean, it wouldn't be a story about Stephen who involved poop. You're right. So if you want to know about my... Bleh? If you want to know more about me, please check that. Also, you know, check it out just to support them for helping us out with our... Around tables, we wanted to help them, of course, with their stuff too. Uh, one day, maybe Josh will do it. You know, again, it's a kind of transitional time, so we can't schedule anything for the next couple of months. But I'm sure one day you'll hear more about Josh's life. Yeah, bath salts and all. 
But let's get to it. We are only talking about six songs this episode, but we got some pretty good ones. Yeah, pretty big names. If you guys heard, obviously, the list of people we're going to talk about. But I won. You did win, finally. I won this week, finally. Doesn't really matter, actually. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah, The song that you chose, and I think I also really like, um, but this song is definitely my favorite song of the week. It's kind of a pocket pick for longtime listeners. You guys know Uh, the song is by Primary featuring Sam, Kim, and Esna. The song is called 42. So primary, one of my favorite producers, uh, I think ever, not necessarily even Korean music, but just all kinds of music. Uh, He does a certain style that I really, really like. Uh, It's like synth keyboard with these kind of very primary sounding beats. If you don't really know what I'm talking about, you heard a little bit of snippets, but primary kind of does that thing. Yeah, you know. yeah. He's probably, I don't want to say the first, but he's definitely one of the, in the ever-evolving landscape of KRMB, right? He's one of the OGs, I guess, of this kind of... Because you've yeah. heard us say the word synth keyboard a thousand times in the last year, um, but Premier was doing it first, you know? Yeah. And, I mean, he's back uh, working with Sam Kim. Sam Kim released a few songs this past year that I, I've, I've liked pretty decently well. Uh, Esna originally, I think, was a vocal coach for Mamamoo, and she started to do some solo stuff as well. Uh, I, I know she worked with Mamamoo on a song as well, so uh, both their voices are very, very good, and they they, they actually match the song very well. Um, Sam Kim kind of has a little bit more airier voice, and Esna, I think, has got a little more kind of meat and potatoes to it. So it's a really good contrast between the style of voice and also the genre of like kind of primary as a whole package. So it's it's got a little bit of everything in my eyes. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. I think if, as you said, if you if I went first and you went second, it, we would just flip flop these two songs. Um, it is a kind of a a love kind of ballad type song, right? It's 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 not just a chill kind of song, right? Um, and you have Sam Kim and Esna kind of thank for that, right? The back and forth. Um, this song has a lot of the things that we love about male female duets. Um, they have their own turns, but then they also get to play with each other near the end, which they do do. 
And, uh, you know, Esna, we, we'll have a similar kind of discussion about an airy voice and a full voice later on. But I, I do think, though, it's a little weird going from Sam Kim to Esna the very first time around because Esna's voice is so full and Sam Kim's voice is he's got that gravelier kind of airier kind of chinga with a guitar voice. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it is a little bit jarring, I think. Uh, the first time Esna comes in, because you're like, "Oh damn!" Like, oh hey, Esna, you were here like the whole time, right? Yeah, like, but still, I mean, it's a gr- it's a great song. Still not my favorite primary song. Yeah, of course that's see through. I mean, that it's that, and then a bunch of other songs I don't remember. Right? Yeah, I mean, primary has a lot of very recognizable songs. I think, um, and this is kind of in my mind more of the middling kind of song. But you know, I gotta give it a few more listens, let it grow on me a little bit. Uh, I heard it for the first time today, so I can't really speak, you know, based off of how many times I've listened. This is my first impression, right. basically. But we do want to know how to say the title because the title of the song we said was forty two, but it's actually like a tilde symbol forty two. Yeah. And for math guys, we were that's about forty two, right? Like, yeah, you know, around 42? around forty two, right? Dash forty two. Because it in Korea, maybe squiggle forty two. Who knows? Yeah. Squ- Sperm, sperm 42? <laughs> sperm with no head 42? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, let's talk about the music video. The music video, um, they use these two models, look super awkward, and they're doing awkward, weird things as a couple, though. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's kind of cute, sort of. Cute you know? in this awkward, quirky, model-ish way. Yeah, because everything is so, like, framed, right? It's not, like, aw- cute and awkward, like, in the real-life way, right? It's just them uh, standing in very model positions. Like photo shoots. Yeah. Um, looking very model-like. And then... All of a sudden, they'll break out into like this weird yeah, dance. Shitty or... dance that's like <laughs> shitty on purpose. Um, but, it, you know, it. I guess it matches in a way, sort of. Like, it's at least interesting enough just watching this weird thing happening more than if we just saw Sam Kim's face and we just saw his nose face, right? Yeah. So do, I, a, do I want this? I don't know. But yeah. I didn't mind it. Yeah, but there's no primary, of course. We never know what he looks like anyways. but uh, He is a box. Yeah, he's he got box head. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no Sam Kimmeresna in the music video, sadly. Uh, but there is a there is a skinny, 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 skinny girl. girl. <laughs> Very thin girl. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of thin girls, this next song doesn't have one. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's all I could come up with, John. All right. <laughs> but, of course, continuing with tradition, we, we talk a lot about R&B. And as we said last episode, the trend of kind of like the producers, right, are, are coming into effect. And this is not one producer, but this group has a very specific style. Um, the, this group is called Off On Off. And the song is featuring Dean. And the song's name is Gold. Can you feel it? They go one on you by the shit. Back on Omnum Jammy, Omnum Nun, Ip Damogil. Negue, Chakumar, Goronan, Chai, Rowan, Name, 
Exactly know how to say this name, but I think it's Zero Channel and Cold. Now the producer is Zero Channel, and the singer or the rapper is Cold. He does a little he dibble dabbles, right? He sings and raps, I think, in this song pretty like interchangeably. Right. But Zero Channel doesn't vocalize anything here. But uh Off On Off is part of High Ground, which again is YG's indie label, which also has Hyoko and Milik, which we talked about last episode, we got Code Kungst. And a couple of other people. And it's a little hard, I think, to genreify this song. Yeah, uh, because if you listen to... So Off uh, off On Off has another song that they released this week. And they're similar, but very different, I think. And we've heard a lot of stuff from High Ground. And I think they kind of dibble-dabble in almost everything. Like, Helko and this are, I think, almost complete opposites in style. So... Mm-hmm. And Milik is pretty different and Code Coons. Exactly, is exactly. So if I had to describe off on off, I would describe them as kind of like a trip hoppy kind of sound. Their beats are really chill, right? Not a lot of not a lot of things going on, but they use a lot of kind of real instruments and samples from a lot of different things. So, you know, it's 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 definitely worth a listen. Right. And I know we say again chill a lot nowadays, right? Um, but this isn't chill like a sick K. It's not chill like uh DPR live, right? This is more like more to the R&B side of things, almost relaxing um, than the rapping part of things, yeah. But kind of pow-powish, right? You know, pow pow pow. It's like uh it's it's very tame. Yeah. Uh, like Sick yeah. K and like those kind of guys, they can be chill and sometimes even though they're chill, they can kind of you know, get hyped a little bit, but this song is just is very tame. It's it's kind of more peaceful, yeah. you know, for lack of better words. But and there's just not just pure rapping in this, right? And I think the good part about the uh, off on off is is cold. The singer he can kind of alternate between singing and rapping, and then rap singing, and he can change his flow to be faster and slower and kind of groovier depending on uh, the beat that I guess Zero Channel produces. And that's I think really really important because this song the beat. If you're not careful, it can get really boring. If the, if you're going to have one rapper who's just rapping straight for like, you know, two and a half minutes in the same way, you're definitely going to get tired of it. But Cole does a great job of mixing it up. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what kind of sets this song apart from a lot of the other things. Like, uh, even though it's only one singer, it feels like a lot of things are going on, uh, which is... You know, even though we like some of those chiller songs, you've said many times that like 
they slip off your playlist pretty quickly because you just it kind of gets same samey, you know. Yeah, it gets it gets boring over time because it's the same style, right? Like, okay, if I'm gonna listen to the Sick K song, I know what I'm gonna get from Sick K, and the my favorite Sick K song is this song, so why don't I listen to this song? But this gold song actually, I think I can listen to it for a long time and not get get used to it. And if you are like an album person, again, as you said, they released a couple of other songs. They're all pretty different, you know. Uh, I think some of our Slack Chingus said how good the Off on Off uh, album is. Uh, so you might want to check that out. Now, the one thing, though, is that the music video that we watched, uh, we didn't know this at the time, but it was only part of the song. We It was very short. And we were like, why is it like two and a half minutes? And it turns out that uh, the real song is like a minute longer and Dean's entire part was cut from the music video uh, version. version. Um, because at first we were like, man, Dean is like barely in this. Yeah, he, he sings like O's and O's and we'll be all right. Like, Yeah, background vocals, right? Yeah. Um, turns out, though, there is a full song and Dean has a full kind of verse in it. And Dean was like, uh, okay. Okay. I think Dean lately has been falling into this trend of trying to do too much. And I think his version of, or the version of gold that has him on it, uh, he's really doing too much. Yeah. I mean, it's not bad, of course. I mean, he's got a great voice. But I was saying that, like, cold actually sounds like like a more mature version of Dean, like a Dean that can control himself, right? I actually, we were both saying, we actually kind of prefer the the one without Dean in it. Yeah, because Dean, although, I mean, Dean, like you s- said earlier off camera, Dean is a better singer than uh, Cold, but Dean kind of just goes sometimes like too ad-libby, too R&B, and this song, I think he does a little bit too much of that. He doesn't really add too much of to the song, but also on the same hand, he doesn't ruin the song, but Stephen and I definitely agree the Dean, <laughs> no Dean version is better. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, great song. Again, producers are running, running run, wild, running wild nowadays. Yeah. But speaking of a producer that's been running wild, doing a lot of shit, um, and that's Groovy Room. Groovy Room is the next song I'm going to talk about, featuring Jay Park and Hayes. The song's called Sunday. I never let you go. Groovy Room, I think a while back, maybe a year or two back, you would not know who they were. I think the first time I've ever heard of Groovy Room was actually on Jay Park's song. Maybe even Sex, was it Sex Trip? I don't know. But it was definitely a Jay Park song. But Groovy Room is doing things with everyone nowadays. Um, But 
Groove Room works a lot with Haze, and you can see it because Haze, when she sings this song, it seems like this song was kind of made for her style. Strangely enough, Jay Park uh, sings in this, but he doesn't really fit in as well as Haze, and that might be because the ordering is kind of weird. So Jay Park's voice is kind of more in the upper register, so a little bit more airy sometimes. And Jay Park, we we love singing Jay Park rather than rapping Jay Park, but this this one's a little bit strange. Yeah, I mean, we kind of mentioned it with the Sam Kim and the Esna where Hayes has this very full voice while Sam, uh, sorry, while Jay Park, like Sam Kim, has a very airier voice. Now, the difference here, right, is that in this song, Groovy Room song, Jay Park goes second, right? So you you hear this full Hayes voice, and it's a Hayes chorus, and it's all hazed up, right? And then Jay Park kind of comes in, and, and it you feel like something's lacking a little bit. And we, we like Jay Park's singing voice. We, we've always had. We prefer Jay Park, singing Jay Park hands down right but i think this type of song for some reason it just i wanted a more fuller jay park voice and i don't think jay park has that voice actually yeah i think it's kind of like eating your main dish before eating your appetizer you know yeah like it it, like jay park in this song is really the appetizer and you kind of get it at the end and you're like what am i going to do with this piece of bread it's i mean i like bread but you know what am i going to do with it and the thing is like hayes dominates the song also in terms of like just singing time she sings her verse and she also sings the chorus so i mean jay park is if anything the featuring in this song and it's a groovy room Hayes song you know yeah yeah but i mean that you know that's not to say it's bad or anything i i, I still think the song is really good it is a very groovy room song where like his backing tracks there's nothing particularly special or like super interesting or super catchy about his backing tracks or they are backing tracks i should say since they're a duo but it's just kind of an overall like good decent time right yeah it's very stripped down but i mean we talked about two groovy room songs last episode um someone actually messaged me on instagram that was like what's this thing i keep hearing before these songs of this little creepy girl singing like groovy everywhere well she i don't know if it's a she or he but uh the person didn't I didn't know what it was saying. I, I forgot. It was really kind of funny what they messaged me because it was like it was like smoothies everywhere. Or something like, you know, it was something <laughs> completely uh, not right. But um, that's Groovy Room. That's Groovy Room. That's the calling. That's the Groovy Room calling card. Yeah. Like we the best music, you know. Um, but again, you know, I think t- a year ago, there's no way you can write the word Groovy Room. Like I think a year ago, this would have been Hayes featuring Jay Park and nobody would know who Groovy Room was, right? Groovy Room would not be in a title at all. Yeah, but nowadays, Korea is adopting the the kind of American style, which is put the producer in the front and the singers at the end. So, yay. Interesting. Speaking of yay, we had a, a relatively big month on Patreon. We had a, a, an increased amount of Chingus willing to help us and donate money to us. We had 47 amazing Chingus donate to us in the month of June. And we want to give a shout out to three people, uh, our best chingus, our most favorited chingus that donated $25 or more. And Josh, who are those people? So let's start it off. Chingu number one, Katie G, and then Sandra N, and of course, Lauren C. Lauren C. I always have to whisper your name, Lauren C, because I know on Slack you said you didn't like it. And I'm just an asshole like that. I just do things that people don't like. 
Ain't that right, Steven? And and you got to mention the same story every time. time. The only reason I mention the story every time because I know you don't like it, Steven. Oh, baby. <laughs> but we do get new listeners all the time, so you never know. You're right. Um, but of course, we also want to remind you guys that we have a Patreon-only podcast that we release every month. And when I say we do this, this is the second month, and we going to do this. If you want to get access to the Patreon-only podcast, you need to donate $5 or more on Patreon. I think you should. I think you'll like it. We released the first one last month, and it's pretty good. And after we record this, we're going to record the second one. So I think it's going to be pretty good. And we got some pretty spicy questions, too. Yes, we did. Um, And again, of course, we, we do ask you guys for money. We do want to warn you guys again, as we said in the beginning, it's transitionary time, right? We are not entirely sure of September. We can even do anything while we're in Japan. Um, and then depending on when Josh goes back and I go back, it, it's kind of a thing. So It will um, be very inconsistent, yes. Yes. So you can donate later, you know, just as long as you donate. Just save the money for later. <laughs> um, all right. Well, speaking of donating money. No, that was a bad one. <laughs> I'm trying to support you, dude. Speaking of donating money, because when people donate money to us, we feel like winners. Okay? We feel good. And so I want to talk about the next song by Winner. And the song is called Island. Baby, don't do this so. I got there, dude. I got there. You got there. But yeah. You know what's not a stretch, though, Josh? Naming your islands, your your tropical house song, Island. Island. Right. They might as well just call it the House of Tropics. I mean, come on, Winner. Actually, so Winner released kind of two songs, and this is actually not the main song, I think. I think this is a secondary song, but this is a song we like more. Yes. Uh, We'll talk about the other one in a second. Now, this song is produced by Future Bounce. Becca Boom and Yoon. Uh, Future Bounce and Becca Boom have worked on a lot of YG things. And Yoon, of course, is the leader of Winner. And as you said, they 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 were like, oh, really, really did good. Let's push that tropical house bun. And they pushed it, baby. But this song is more, it is more card than it is really, really. Um, I I actually 
think really really is a much much better song not to say this is a bad song but like, i agree um i think really really has a lot more flavor in it and it didn't just go straight tropical house right they actually did a little bit of yg stank on that yeah i think winners really really had more winner kind of personality in it whereas this song um not not really winners i don't want to say not winner style because obviously they sang it but um, it does sound more like a card song than a winter song. But like a, a a not great card song. Yeah, right, right, right. Like it doesn't have the impact like the earlier card songs do. Like again, in the kind of the bass register, the lower register. It doesn't even have the impact that a normal YG song would have. Yeah, surprising. Um, it's yeah, it, the the bass is kind of really simple. The drop is actually kind of pretty simple. Now, sometimes they get away with a little bit of variety by like taking away some parts and adding them back in at kind of key points. But I think overall, it's a pretty safe song. Like, they didn't really do that much interesting with it. Yeah, really, really, I think, was kind of the step out there because that song came uh, out after, like, a lot of different style winner songs. And that one kind of set the bar for, like, okay, winner can do, like, really, really kind of interesting things. I, oh, I didn't really mean to make that pun. Uh. But... Yeah, really, really was kind of like a big hit in my book because it was so different and it was so good, yet still so winner. Whereas this song, um, not so good. It's still following that same kind of formula as really, really, but it's just not as good, like in in all aspects. Yeah, I, I don't want to say it's the same formula as really, really. Because I think mm. they, it's like they heard the word Tropical House thrown around a lot. And they made like the most generic version of Tropical House. Um, while I, I think really, really is like in, I don't want to say evolution, but it is kind of. Um, it's got so much. It's Tropical House plus something else. Yeah, it's right? got so much winter personality that you can't just say it's a very generic Tropical House. Right. But, but I can say this is like right. generic Korean Tropical House, we can say. Because. Yeah. Um, you know, and and it is winter, and it's not a bad song. Like it's it's certainly decent uh, for me. Uh, I think I have very similar feelings when we talked about Ola Ola. Like I think there's they are weirdly similar at, at, at times of like missing certain things and doing certain generic things and not having any spiciness to it. You know. Yeah. I think this music video is is, is better than Ola Ola. Oh, I I really think so as well. But the thing I think I like the most about Winner in general is that most, I don't want to say most, actually all of the singers in Winner, uh, Mino included, because he also does sing, but all of their voices are very distinguishable. And although I don't really know their names, if I learn their names and like match it to the voice, I could say, okay, this person is singing at this time. Even though the voices are still similar, they're very distinguishable. Yeah, in my head, it's it's Whisper Whiny Guy, it's Mino, the other rapper, and the the more powerful singer. Right, <laughs> those are the four in my head. But you know, this I I do think though of especially compared to Really Really, this this song they do sound the most similar to each other. Well, I, maybe Love Me Love Me is also pretty similar too. Yeah, but, uh, but let's let's talk about Love Me Love Me now. So Love Me, Love Me, like I said, is the more popular song. It's doing really well on the charts, um, which kind of means nothing. But uh, Korean people are digging that more than Island, which is not too surprising because that song is more popular of the two. And it's 
unfortunately also less interesting. Yeah, it, it makes total sense to me that Korea would like Love Me, Love Me More, which which is funny because Korea re- really, really liked Really, Really. And so even even YG was like, maybe they like Island, right? Because, you know, I, I think they could have just seen how Card's been doing and been like, maybe Korea doesn't like that. But, you know, you're YG, you can put out a song and, and do way better, right? Right. But but it does make sense that Island is the the less popular one, which sucks because I think it's the better song, right? Because Love Me, Love Me is just, again, like, it lacks personality to me. Like, at parts, it sounds like a, an SM Station song to me at times. That's a good, good analogy there. Like, it's so strange to hear this from YG where it's just, it la- again, lacks interestingness. It lacks, because, you know, the hoity-toity thing YG fans have always said is like, well, they make better music, more interesting, more music that other companies just can't do. And I'm like, this is not a ex- good example of that. Like, yeah, Love Me, Love Me. And even to a point, Island are both songs that I think other companies can do. They just didn't do. Or maybe they tried to do already. They just don't have the winner name. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Steven and I, I think we harp on YG a lot for doing some weird things that we don't agree with. But these two songs, I think, were very, very safe. Right. But they they definitely try to cash in very quickly. I I honestly want to know if this was the plan to do another Island theme song after Really Really or if it was in reaction to that popularity. Right. Like, do you think that they planned to do really, really, and then four months later another tropical house song, or do you think, oh shit, really, really did amazing. Let's let's do another song, and that's why it's not as good because they didn't bake it long enough. In in my mind, my guess is they probably put out a whole bunch of songs that are similar, um, or, or in their mind, and really, really was probably the best song out of those, and so they lent like leaned in with that. And now they're coming out with these other songs because I don't, I don't think YG could like view the the success of really really and then go back and write a song and then promote. Like you don't it. think? I think the turnaround not, is too quick for I, them. But don't you think that's why that's that can explain why the musical quality of these two songs are not as good? Because here's the thing: I don't think. I don't think there's ever a point in any uh, music where you don't just start from scratch. Like, like you, I, I, I feel like, um, like Becca Boom has like 15 songs that she's made, right? And then you kind of go in and you listen to these 15 songs, and you're like, I want to pick this. I want to. I don't think that it's ever like I got to start from scratch. You know? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, mainly in terms of like the music videos and promotions and and such, because the music video, I think shooting it and and like uh, editing it because it obviously i think they're not in korea so my mind is unless they were like okay everyone pack your bags we're gonna go shoot a music video also like it just seems really really fast for me to kind of turn around a promotion that quickly like if it was just a song then i could believe it but they actually have like music videos for both Mm. things so that leads me to believe unless they released really, really, and immediately saw the, the the reaction, and then went out like almost the next day or next week, and just you know f- fucking pounded these two songs out right. and all the promotions with them, like the music videos and all that, and like the concepts and all that too. Like I think, 
like my tinfoil tinfoil version of that is like they were going to promote something like they had plans and they had money already set aside and they they want they knew they were going to make music videos i just don't i just don't think that they were going to to make another island uh, another trouble house song hmm. like i think it it was supposed to be something else you know um, i mean that could be very possible i could see a world where that does exist but i i also that's my like intermix my, my super tinfoil hat is is it's a 100% reaction because winner is popular but they were really not that popular prior to really really like i mean their songs didn't do amazingly well right yeah and like, i and i'm sure korean companies know how like trendy certain things get and i'm sure they like allocate a budget just in case something blows up like that yeah they they were that's like, smart business they took all of icon's budget they were like y'all fucked up and they gave it a winner but bling 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 pow pow bling bling no more yeah um so anyways i mean that's winners like I guess tell us what you think about Love Me, Love Me. Love Me, Love Me, though, has some funny-ass moments in the music video, though. Oh, yeah. There's some hilarious moments. And I, I think I really like that music video because it really just seems like them being themselves. Yeah. Let's, like, again, we said this off camera, but, like, that's why we liked Loving You a lot because there are moments in that music video where it really seems like behind the scenes and it really seems like they're just having fun with each other. And there are parts in Love Me, Love Me that... Um, Goofing like, oh, they're just good two dudes goofing around like when Mino's just like fake dick slapping <laughs> one of the other members i, with I can't shirt. believe they left that in like yeah that's such i think like something you just like dig around with friends and do yeah and yeah. then there's that one moment where it's like Mino kissing a girl or almost kissing a girl and then it like switches to uh two of the boy members kind of uh well not kissing but but like kind of posing like romantic like they were kissing yeah yeah it's just it's just funny yeah. Um there's a little bit of a personality there for for that music video. Yeah. Um Island doesn't really, I guess. Yeah, just guys, you know, just on vacation and just being guys, right? Sort of, sort of. It's it Winner's one of those people, you know, we were saying how they were um not cosplaying, but they were uh they were dressing up very hip hop and, you know, mm-hmm. uh being cultural you know they were culturally appropriating certain things for that music video and in this music video at first i was like oh man they're they're not cultural pulpy anything i'm kind of excited and then you're like they're actually kind of appropriating white people white people culture like they're playing golf and like yeah they're playing golf like the car that they're in is a big ass truck with big ass wheels that, that i see in texas sometimes you know mino is like cosplaying as like a, a weird I don't know what he's well, cosplaying. What is playing as? He's cosplaying as something like an anime that I'm just just obscure anime that I've never seen in my life. Yeah, um, I don't know. I I know it's hard. This is a dumb thing, which is to say that like it doesn't seem that they're they look genuine. You know what I mean? Because all K-pop outfits and stuff they're all produced or whatever. You know, there's a certain like you know facade. Uh, yeah. for all k-pop groups and that's because they're showmen you know they have to be or shows women shows shows women yeah i just performers for, for some reason with winner because they they have changed concepts so much it, i just don't believe any of their facades right like it's like extremely facade to me whenever i say winner no i get it but you know we we're talking about winner and going on vacations and now we're going to talk about this next song by a group very near and dear to my heart, uh, Girls' Generation. The song is called Holiday. Holiday, 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 holiday. 
Now, Girls' Generation also put out uh, two songs. This is the song that we like the most. Obviously, we're going to talk about the songs we like versus the songs we don't. And this is a 10-year anniversary kind of comeback. This song was produced by three people, Lawrence Lee, uh, Marta Graurs, and this person named Luis Frick Sven. That's right. Her middle name is Frick. Hey, man. Hey. Don't, don't make fun of other hey. cultures. And, words, dude. and this is the the popular song that you can get like high school musical level <laughs> like dude this song music. sounds so much like it sounds like it should belong in high school musical dude yeah and it i mean it's super happy so upbeat and i think uh is kind of a good a good release by girls generation because girls generation you know they're an older group kind of almost phasing out in terms of popularity i mean they still have a very big like fan base and fan group but i mean let's be honest girls generation they're they're almost done right and so this is this is a good song to kind of you know be happy and upbeat and instead of like 10 year anniversary sad ballad you know like it could have gone very differently in my mind and i'm just happy that it's just it's fun it's lighthearted. um and they do a really good job, I think, of spreading out the lines because Girls' Generation these days, like Taeyeon, a lot of people, even Sonyeon, they're doing a lot of solo stuffs. And so when they're doing the solo stuff and they come back as a group, maybe they don't have the same dynamic, but they spread out the lines, I think, very, very well. Um, let everyone have their own shine and everything, even the people who aren't doing solos. So I was really happy about that. Not my favorite song, obviously, but I, I do enjoy this song like decent amount. Yeah, it's a very kind of like third act generation song, right? Like party and and, and what was it lion lion Heart. lion heart, where weirdly enough, like it's like more. I don't want to say cutesy. Cutesy is not the right word. Wholesome, you know. It's kind of like the more wholesomey kind of. That's a good way to put it. Wholesome. Yeah, like we're just having fun and whatever. You know, we're not dr- dancing too sexy. We're not dressing too sexy. It's like a it's like a Christian music song, you know. Like it's just, yeah, it's very just woo, you know. I still can't get over the High School Musical nature of it. Like it, it is so much there for me, and I love High School Musical. It as you said, it's it's just fun and it's it's poppy. The music video is kind of up and down. Like it has its great points and it has its like not great points. Like you said that they do a good job of spreading out the lines, and that is evident because they give each girl a good amount of screen time. And for about half of it, they give each girl kind of a a semi-long take. And when I say semi-long take, I mean just six or seven seconds. But in a K-pop music video, six or seven seconds without cutting is a fucking masterpiece. In an SM K-pop music video, that is almost unheard of. Yeah. and but So they do a good job of like giving like five or six seconds each girl as they sing their line. Um, And and that looks great. And, And the sets look great. The outfits are also a little bit hit or miss, but in general, everything looks looks pretty good. The problem is when they start dancing. When they start dancing, um, no offense to girls' generation, but they're just not great dancers anymore. They're they're from a totally different era of K-pop, right? Yeah, and I, I honestly, maybe I'm totally wrong in this, but in their last couple of releases, it just looks like they just don't have the time to practice as much as they used to because they're all doing other shit. So, like, they don't seem together at all at certain points. And the music video tries to hide that by just increasing the amount of cuts to this insane number. 
And so they're just, it's like cutting and cutting and cutting and cutting. And it's especially apparent because it, it had those semi long takes uh, previously. Right. Yeah. Um, And girls generation, they're not spring chickens. Like even if they're from a different era, like whether it be because they're not practicing enough or like not practicing enough together or just not able to do those dance moves. It's just really almost sad to see like them devolving in this way uh, because girls generation, they're pretty well known for kind of like their point dances. And I want to feel like the, the last couple of releases, including this song as well, there's not really anything to kind of hang your hat on. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. SM, SM's like, I feel like they've lost the ability to think of point dances anymore. Like right. I'm really trying to think. And yes, I, I, I don't listen to a lot of like stuff anymore from SM because they haven't been that great. Right. But I just feel like they've just lost that ability specifically. I mean, we like girl groups more, right? Yeah. I'm trying to think of like red velvet I mean, kind of point dances. I guess they're better. Red velvet definitely has noteworthy dances, but like, the 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 pointness of it i think is yeah is like no, there's no there's no g's right there's no like genies right or like right. hoots like those kind of songs like you you start singing the chorus and everybody starts doing emotion like right? guys and girls right yeah like it doesn't matter yeah maybe you're right just sm maybe has lost their their kind of handle on that and girls generation right. is kind of obviously the face of sm so yeah yeah not, not to bring him up but you know one of the reasons why Twice is doing so well is because they have really good point dances. I and agree. Guys and girls and mothers and fathers, they can all do them, you know? Right, like the cheer-ups, the TTs, right? I mean, even the f- signals, you know, all like... Right. Oh, yeah, the the other song. Uh, I don't even know what it's called. Shoot. All all Night or something like that? All Night? Want to do it all night? Yeah, it all is night. all night. I love this because I was going to make... a. a this like five things that K-pop companies should do to make their music videos better. Right. And one of them is subtitles and how almost every company, their companies are much, much better now than four years ago. But even now um, the two main companies that don't include subtitles are YG and SM, which are the two biggest fucking companies, which is batshit insane. Right? You, you think you could allocate it to someone to do those fucking titles, man. Right. Right. I think it was funny because the all night music video is like this hat. It's like a documentary quote unquote music video. It's like seven, eight minutes long. Yeah. And, and intermixed with the actual music video, they kind of talk to each girl. Right. And the girls talk about, I guess what. Girls generation means to them. them. Yeah. Some question, but, but the first YouTube comment is like, yo, what the fuck? Like you didn't add English subtitles. How the, how the fuck am I supposed to read this? You know? And it's like, yeah, why, why didn't you SM? Like, your entire guidebook in life is international, you know, appeasement, and you can't even be bothered to to add in subtitles. And and you and you gotta know, like that YouTube is is the platform that a lot of international fans choose to view music videos from. Like maybe only the only kind of place where a lot of international fans like will watch your music videos. Like it just doesn't make sense business wise. Yeah, yeah. I actually was because I was trying to make. Uh, write that not article but write this video and you know jyp actually has like multiple languages right like in his it's not just english right it's like chinese Chinese. and and japanese it's like 
I mean, even if you just open it up and let a user submitted caption person do it, you know, um, or have Jay Park write them because Jay Park Jay Park subtitles are the best. Yeah, um, oh, th- that's just a sad thing, and I think it's especially sad when um, it's an anniversary video and you want to hear what these girls have to say, but you can't because nobody bothered to think of adding subtitles. Like someone's gonna translate it and like re-upload it. Like why don't y'all just do it? Yeah, why don't don't, why don't no goddamn do Sam? Um, but that song all night. It, well, yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't really know what it sounds like because it's a seven-minute, eight-minute documentary. You know, like half of it is not even the song. True. True. I, uh, yeah, I can't remember what it sounds like. Yeah, song. same. But what I can remember is that your is that your certain uh, age? <laughs> I told y'all I was in a funk, man. I oh, I'm man, like I'm so out that. of it. You know what I can remember is what this guy's used to be called. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, the next song, and it is an entirely my kind of song, which is like it's kind of a dumb dumb song. Um, it's by a dude named Samuel, featuring Changmo with their song "16." Hey, what's your name, girl? Now, Samuel, who used to be called Punch from the duo One Punch, one is in YG now and he's doing some YG stuff. Yeah. Um, he released a bunch of songs we uh, uh, might have talked about last episode, but we didn't think they were good enough. But it, it's so crazy to see his kind of transition from Punch to to now Samuel. This little dreadhead, like rap, rug yeah, rap. Yeah. It was so cringy. Just look up old One Punch stuff Just, and it's. Yeah. Don't not awful. One Punch Man. One Punch. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you should watch One Punch Man. That's it, amazing. It, yeah. 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 Uh, but One Punch is crazy. Um, but I guess Samuel's popularity exploded. I mean, he was on Broduce 101. Um, so this video is getting lots of views. Uh, the song is produced by JS and Mabus. Mabus? Mabus? Mabus. Um, which are Brave Entertainment producers. Mabus, of course, from Electro Boys. And uh, Samuel 16. Uh, Korean age, fifteen, I think, international age, and damn, damn, does he look it? Yeah, he looks sixteen. Yeah, um, and he's like half right. He's half, half Korean, half Mexican, Mexican, I think. or something like that, or some sort of Latin American. 
Um, and, and and a lot of people are going to make the comparison that he's kind of like young Korean Justin Bieber, but but in my head he's more like janky little boy Jay Park. Right. Um, I'll make you sweet sixteen. Yeah, and this song really sounds like kind of little boy janky Jay Park, like, and not in a all around bad way. It's kind of that like old school Jay Park where. He still was talking about sexing you, but he was saying it much nicer, you know? Yeah, kind of like... He wasn't the, old enough. Kind of like young Chris Brown. I, I'll make yeah. that reference and I'll say it again. Young Chris Brown, uh, he was talking about sexing ladies when he's 16 years old. And uh, Samuel, Not punch what, what what does uh, I'll make you sweet 16 mean? One punch. What does it mean? Yeah, so he repeats that uh, line a lot, which is I'll make you sweet 16, which... I don't Sounds know what that creepy. means. I don't know what that Sounds means. Sounds a little creepy. If you're if you're an ugly, you know, an unattractive like guy in his thirties, and you're like, "I'll make you sweet 16, you, I'm gonna get called a cop. I'm gonna call the fucking cops. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Luckily, Samuel's not. He's 15. You know. Yeah. Um. Now, Changmo, we've talked about Changmo quite a bit on on his like. We completely don't understand this why Changmo he's so popular. Mystery. Um. But I actually think, uh. The first half of Changmo's rap, I think, is actually really good. I actually really do enjoy it. But then he turns an auto-tune Changmo, and that's not good. That's not good. But, you know, speaking of auto-tune, Samuel kind of in general uses auto-tune, which Jay Park kind of did also previously. It was the style at the time. Yeah, and I actually think it's a decent amount of auto-tune for Samuel because it kind of leaves you with that question of, like, can he sing well? Yeah. Maybe. The auto-tune is definitely noticeable, like 100%, but it's not, like, super, super robot-y. But it's still robotic enough to be like, okay, yeah, you're using it, but can this kid actually sing? Yeah, but he doesn't like try to rap, which is great. He brought in Changmo for that because he definitely rapped when he was punch in one punch, right? <laughs> a little too much. Yeah, but I just in general, it just kind of makes me a little bit happy. It kind of is like a throwback to old Jay Park, um, you know, not the current Jay Park, which has his also up and down. Um but, uh, you know, it's not like Yacht J Park, right? This is like way back in the day, J Park. I don't even know the names. Like NS Yoonji, like yeah. before that. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, just try it out. I mean, Samuel, you know, if you like little boys. 16-year-old <laughs> boys. Okay, that sounds wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, well, speaking of things we like. Little boys. No, not little boys. <laughs> not little boys? These could be boys. <laughs> please. They're probably not, though. Steven, please. Uh, <laughs> We want to talk about iTunes reviews. And we got a lot of new ratings. When I say a lot, it's not actually that much, but it's a lot for us, which is we got three more ratings and we got two reviews that we want to read. I'm going to read the first one by Min Sugar Cookie. I guess you like beta, yes. And Min Sugar Cookie says, I always listen to you guys whenever an episode comes out, although I've only recently started listening to K-pop. I've only been listening for about half a year or sorry i've only been listening for about a year and a half it's been great getting to know some artists i would never hear just looking at mainstream music videos i had been looking for a podcast that makes music recommendations and provided a bunch of songs to listen to and this podcast is perfect you guys really brighten my week and i usually always download a couple of songs discussed like this week i actually really loved hyorin and kisum's release oh my god it's such a good song i can't they Me can't. Too. Hmm. I totally recommend this podcast to anyone who is new to K-pop because there is so much more to discover about this wonderful genre of music. Thank you, guys. Yeah, we we I think 
we never get tired of hearing that we like introduce you to new songs you wouldn't have heard before because um i mean i remember when i only was i started listening to k-pop in the first place and i didn't know where to go to listen to like you know all these new songs besides just the main groups yeah. and so I'm, i'm glad that we can do that for you and i'm i hope that we can continue to do that for you Yep. And don't forget, you can always go to EssentialKpop.com and you'll pretty much see the list of music videos that we always listen to prepare for the podcast. So if you want to see some super indie stuff or some um, some artists you probably would never have found on your YouTube feed, you know, uh, check out Essential Kpop. Yeah, some of those videos have like less than a thousand views too. Um, but this next uh, review is a rating, whatever you want to call it, is from Hime-chan. He or she says... I've been listening to you all for a while and have been too lazy to write a review until now. After listening to Steven talk about the journey to K-pop, the, the journey uh, he took it. in K-pop <laughs> <laughs> on K-pop Hot Pot. Well, that's, that's a mouthful. Yeah. Uh, I really wanted to leave a review to say that we're not all robots. Right, Himei-chan, you're not all robots. Mm-hmm. I always appreciate your opinions and love hearing about new artists from you all. I love your negativity. Thanks for keeping me entertained during my car rides. Well, thank you for the kind words, Himei-chan. Yeah, thank you for writing a, a review finally. You know, we got we need the robot. We need to transfer the robots to the reviews. And then we can transfer the reviews to the views and the views to the news and the news to the... I don't know what I'm saying. The pews. It's been a, <laughs> to the pow pow. Um, it's been a weird. It's been a weird day. Josh can attest to how weird. Oh yeah, how weird it's been of a day. You're you're like a weird alien in Steven's skin. I don't know who you are anymore today. I mean, I don't know who I am either. But thank you again so much. If you guys can't donate any money, remember writing a review helps us out just as much. Well, not just as much. Technically less. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Let's be, let's be, let's be honest. honest. Uh, but it does still help us, and that's most important. And, very grateful. Uh, we're very, very grateful for all the people that help us out, especially those people that that donated money to us on Patreon. Because when they donate twenty five dollars or more, they were like, "Hey, one of the new things that benefits of that is they can name a music video that we're going to react to, and the song we're going to talk about in Big Name No Games is one of those songs." So you can go to YouTube. I don't. I hope it'll be up by the time this goes up uh, to see our reaction to this next song. Um, but we're probably going to say the same things now. So here we go. It's time for our favorite section: big names, no games. We talk about big name songs that we just didn't really like, and you probably know what it is by now. This song is by G Friend with their brand new song "Love Whisper." Oh, 
Yeah, G friend, G friend, you are now a permanent resident in a big name, no games. Well, let's not. Let's hope not permanent. I mean, this but is definitely two for repeated, two. a repeating visitor now. Two for two. Uh, this song was produced by Iggy and Youngbae, which are the same two people that that have done all of G friend songs. And you know, with fingertip, while we didn't like the song, we did speak multiple times that it it we understand why they changed. They needed a change, right? They switched it up a little bit. Yeah. And we, we were like, man, uh, we, we like old G friend. Please give us old G friend. And so they did give us old G friend, um, sort of. With, without any of the old good parts of old G friend. It's like they gave us the lifeless shell of old G friend, right? They gave us the Ola Ola of G friend, which is like, it is technically in the same genre as old G friend, but without all the flavor and without all the interestingness and without the catchiness. You know, and for some reason we liked or decently liked Ola Ola. Uh, we didn't this one though. Yeah, super super boring this song. Oh my goodness, insanely boring. Oh. Like like a pink level of generic boring. Yeah, <laughs> and it. I think the problem is there is one a lot of sing talking, um, so which so much sing talking, which will ruin almost any song. And the song itself, there's nothing really too catchy, and that really extends to like the chorus. Um, I think G Friend choruses have been really good um, for the most part, and that's why they're so memorable. Like me and Stephen were looking at some of the old G Friend songs and like trying to figure out uh, what the choruses sound like. And when he would say a song, like pretty much most of the time, we could, you know, recite kind of what the melody. Yeah, yeah, recite at least the melody, maybe not the lyrics. But definitely the melody. And we heard this song like three times back to back to back. And even after that, we couldn't we couldn't even tell you what the chorus sounds like. Yeah. It, it's so... It has the same problem. We've been saying that a lot of these kind of uh, cutesier kind of songs, these fresher kind of songs do, which is the entire song is like in the same... Uh, this pocket. Pocket, yeah. It never... <laughs> strays out of that pocket so it just sounds so same samey the whole time that it's it's completely uninteresting um it's completely unmemorable and that's a that's a damn shame because chiefern has some of uh, uh some very great melody lines to their songs right i mean they wouldn't have become so popular without that you know yeah um and it's just kind of sad to to see this product um because this is like the girls' generation song. Like it's like this is the ten year like throwback to what they used to sound like, and you're just kind of like, man, they've really gone downhill, right? But this isn't the tenth anniversary song, right? This is like the third anniversary song, right? It's like, man, how far they've fallen in just a couple of months, you know? which is kind of actually the same problem with A Pink. Like A Pink, like they had like a five year anniversary or or something like that, or some some anniversary. And it's just like, did you have that many hits to be able to like, you know, take it easy on this release? Yeah. Like same with same with G Friend. Like they so they had the the market kind of cornered. They had such a specific sound, but everybody was really digging it because it was it was all G Friend. It was them and they were doing their thing. And everything about this release is just so un G Friend. Um the song like there's no melody unforget like it's really forgettable and also like the music video is just really like kind of old school g friend but nothing good about it 
Well, I don't want to say it's un-G-Friend because I, I would be less disappointed if it was just a different genre completely. I think it's extra disappointing because it's like a shell. It, it like reminds you of how good it was. Past G-Friend was, right? Right. Like it, it's extra sad that it, it's it's not completely different. Do you know what I mean? I think I know what you mean. It's like, it's like when your mother or grandmother has like dementia, it's like sometimes it's she's there. And sometimes she's not. And that's like what this song is. It's, it's like what some, kills you. Yeah. It's like extra kills you, you know? That may have not been the best example. But no, no, no it, I get you. It's like when, you, you know, you you had Coke when you were young and then you had a certain like, remem- like a memory of what Coke tastes like. And then they're like, oh, we're releasing like old Coke back. And you're drinking. And you're like, oh, man, old Coke. And you're drinking. I'm like, oh, this is some Coke. Something but- weird about this. Maybe you should try cocaine. <laughs> Wait, cocaine is Coke. I meant Coke is in Coca-Cola. Sorry, I meant crack. Oh, okay. Maybe crack. crack. Anyways, so <sighs> yeah, it's 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 something that you kind of remember being really good, and they're like, oh, it's coming back, and it's you're like the yeah. life has been sucked. Yeah, away. and there's just nothing about it that reminds you of those old times. Well, it reminds you of those old times, and there's nothing about it that's good. Yeah, I mean, they look beautiful. For oh, don't get us wrong. I think I think they are getting more and more beautiful by the day. Yeah, but that doesn't equate to a good song slash good concept, right? And and, and they 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 shot in a beautiful place, you know. But but they make the same mistake as Fingertip, which is I actually think they show less. I I could be wrong on this, but I I feel like they're showing less and less dance stuff in their music video as the girls are getting prettier, right? Because they're like, oh, they're getting prettier. Let's focus on the prettiness instead of the dancing, and like. I don't want that, right? Like G friends, what's He's dancing? Yeah, G friend is dancing. They is the dancing, right? And we were like, man, this dance is really kind of lame and boring. And then uh, during the reaction, I was like, I swear, I heard that this was supposed to be the hardest uh, uh, dance choreographer yet. And and after the reaction uh, video, we looked it up, and that was true, right? Like, it looks pretty difficult. One of the members was like, "This is the hardest one we've ever done." We brought in the BTS choreographer, and. In the music video, you would never see that, right? You would never know. Yeah. And, and that's a shame. Like, why shoot a video? Like, I get that they're pretty, but that's not what I want from a G-Friend video, right? All right. There is time and place for, like, beautiful shots of the girls and, like, the scenery. But I think you could really balance it out better. So the music video also, they had these, for the most part, I want to say, the outfits in the music video, I think, were pretty good. Uh, Sans one outfit, which is what Steven calls like these shitty Build-A-Bear outfits. And when he said it, I said, oh my God, that's fucking spot on. Because there's kind of like this overall look to them, but their overalls have these designs on them and it makes them look really kitty. Yeah, they're like, it's like pajama design, right? Like something you'd wear to, at a pajama party. Right, and here's the, the worst part is that they're really, really tight and revealing and they show a lot of leg and like shoulders and arms and like even some midriff. And you're like, I don't like this. Yeah, it's like, it's like that mixture of like, it's cute, but it's sexy. But we look like little girls, but it's sexy. It's like, oh no. Which is, such a, Korean, which is such a Korean thing, I, I, I have to say, because just like K-pop um, does that a lot. you know. But it's extra, like, yeah, they make young girls look sexier, but they don't dress them in like Build-A-Bear outfits, right? They don't dress right. them in like 
outfits that I can picture on like an eight year old. Okay. Right, like, right. 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 And it's just, Ooh, and luckily there are other outfits in this video. Yeah. But those are especially creepy, at least to me. Yeah. And, but the, the, the funniest thing is that the best outfits are the ones that looks that it looks like they would wear on a daily basis. Yeah. Like yeah. that from their own closet, like just going on an adventure. I'm like, Oh, they look really pretty. They look really attractive. Yeah. But you know, they've always looked good. You know, we've mm-hmm. said that a lot. Uh, again, we we did watch like a live video just to see the choreography in full, and you know while it may be the hardest, you know I I also think it's one of the most awkward uh, at times. Like there are some moves that they're doing that look so awkward and so not knife like, right? Like that they invented that word right for G friend, which is they had knife like choreography, and uh, it didn't feel very knife like. It, it felt a little dull, like a little robot-y at times where they choose to do like certain movements that just look really just a not matching with the song and b kind of jerky, herky jerky. Yeah, and the problem I think with moves like that, especially for a group like G-Friend is that uh, you're you're trying to replicate this like knife-like choreography, but what it comes from is like practicing together a lot, getting certain like, you know, angles and timings together so it looks nice. Um but these moves that they're doing are make it really hard to sync up a lot of the movements. And even though individually they may look more angular and kind of like row body, quote unquote, they don't look good together. And I think that's what it really boils down to. Like G friend have always looked good dancing together. And I, I don't know if I can really say that about, this like video obviously we've only we only really saw one because there's only really one out but it was just was was kind of a letdown it was really disappointing actually yeah i feel like i'm angry at this song the more i talk about yeah we're we're kind of hyping ourselves yeah we're kind of hyping ourselves up a little bit or hyping ourselves down either way the more we talk about it the more disappointed i get yeah yeah which which is a shame again you know it's always a kind of shame to see uh, like a new group that we've liked quote unquote since the beginning. Right. And then just see kind of that slow dip, you know, I think another example is like 17 where like the first year of 17 was like, Oh boy. Fucking bangers. Give man. me these boys. I fucking want these boys. Bangers. <laughs> That's probably a better way to put it. Yeah, fucking bangers. Um, uh, please don't say give me these boys after we talked <laughs> yeah. about Samuel in 16. Yeah. Hey, Hey, he was too young for that, man. He was too young for them. I'm trying to think of another group. I mean, I guess card sort of, you know, where the the first era of of card, it's like, oh damn, and and then maybe twice to a certain degree, but they're definitely not to the point of like of of, of uh, yeah, maybe maybe even Mamamoo, but like nothing, nothing quite as sharp. sharp. Yeah, yeah. Um, and but that is a very normal path, right? You can't. Not every song is a banger, right? k-pop world okay not every song is the best song of your life so it makes sense that uh it will naturally kind of go downwards um yeah. it's just not this sharp this was a this was a knife-like drop i think it it's kind of in kind of two camps uh one it's either a group that we've known for for a long time or we started with them for a long time and they put out music that we liked and now they're putting out music that we don't really like or it's like a BTS effect where we don't really necessarily like some of the earlier stuff. And then they put out a few songs that were like, hey, these are fucking good. Right. And it's just sad when we were we were there from the beginning and now it's just 
Huh. Or it's a group we just never like. Yeah. Shout <laughs> to Nine Music. Nine Music. Uh. <laughs> I mean, this is a pretty short podcast. Um, like, there were some other disappointing songs that we just didn't consider them big enough names, like the Nine Music song or even Laboom song. Uh, they had a new song that was also pretty disappointing. Pretty bad, yeah. Quite um, bad, actually. So it... it, it you know, I'm I'm kind of happy that at least a holiday we decently liked. I was really afraid we were gonna big name no games. I G was Friend really afraid, or not G Friend, sorry, Girls Generation. Yeah, I was really afraid I was gonna really hate it because I mean, so my brother is also a big Girls Generation fan, and he's actually liked uh, a decent amount of the releases. Like he really liked Lionheart, and they actually bought me an album. And Lionheart for me was just so meh. And Holiday, I think, is still kind of meh, but I've come to enjoy certain things about it i i like lionheart I, mm. I didn't like party as much but i did like lionheart mm. um like lionheart party like holiday they're all kind of similar to me but now that i'm just right. like okay i i've i've come to accept that girls generation is like yeah they, they're I'm, wholesome now dude. Yeah, they're I'm, just a wholesome good old good old time now that i know what to expect like it the song does get better for me so I mean, this is a short-ass podcast, dude. It's only an hour. Uh, but we can end it. Although, I, I, I'll throw out there that that I do like two other songs, and I w- I'm going to download yeah, them. Yeah. Uh, one song's by Arania, featuring Aaron or Aaron. Um, I've never seen Aaron spelled with only one A, though. I've it's only like heard Ron. it A-Aaron. Is yeah. it Aaron? I don't know. Maybe Fuck. I just don't know his name, but I'm going to call him Aaron. Yeah. Uh, they have a new song called Loop, which... Uh, is hilarious because I don't know who this girl is with the name Rainia, but that's not Rainia. That's not you, Rainia. I don't <laughs> know who you be, Rainia. but you ain't Rainia. Raina, Raina, Raina. I always get confused. Rania, 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 Rania. Because there's a group that sounds like her. I think I fuck up both of them, regardless. Same. Um, but you know who we talk about. Um, yeah. Midsummer's it, Night. You know. Yeah, Midsummer's Night. Sonny. Yeah. Uh, the, the problem, though, is it is weird that Sonny's not there. I feel like I, I expect Sonny to jump out any moment, and he just never. Like we feel betrayed. Feel like Aaron comes out, and you're like, you you aren't the one I wanted. Who are you, guy? Like, um, although I will say though, I 100 percent good on Aaron. I really hope it's how you pronounce it. Good on Aaron for for his look in the music video, because he looks like a Korean. He looks Korean like dude. a normal dude. He has normal Korean dude hair. He's wearing normal Korean dude stuff. And I'm like, this is a dude. I like this look, right? And then we looked up a picture later of like, what what does Aaron normally look like? And it was like, oh shit, like the K-pop hair and the K-pop lipstick and the K-pop fake glasses. And it's like, no, no, no. I, I like this Aaron. Yeah, like keep one. keep doing this Aaron. But you know, this Raina song, it's definitely not as good as any of the other ones she's done. But there's just a little bit of happiness that I get so, uh, when I listen to this. So there's some there. There's some there. Um, not for Josh, though. Not for me. Not for Josh. Uh, and the other song that's not for Josh is a Shannon song called Hello, which uh, I just kind of like Shannon. Like, um, she's, she she kind of does her own stuff. The English lyrics are kind of cringy at times, um, and there's a lot of English lyrics in here. Uh, but it, it, it's kind of like there's not that many people in the kind of Ailey camp, you know, anymore. And while Shannon is no Ailey, um, she tries she tries kind of, you know, in that in that circle of, of, of the world, right? Yeah. Um, she's not R&B enough to, to be a Hyorin, right? And her voice isn't power enough to go super Ailey, but uh, I, I've always liked Shannon. There was another Shannon song a couple of weeks ago that I actually kind of liked, too. I yeah. can't remember what it's called, though. I think Shannon's songs are all pretty decent. It's just not my kind of music, I think. Yeah. Um, but they are my kind of music. Uh, um, so I wanted to shout them out for that. Maybe give those a listen. 
I guess that's going to be it. I think it's going to be the shortest podcast we've ever probably done in our life holes. Anything else, Josh? No. Anything you're looking forward to? Uh, I'm just freaking out about packing all my stuff before I leave because we haven't really started. Yeah, we should have started a couple weeks ago, but uh, it's going to be weird. It's going to be weird being back home. I. It's going to be weird traveling, you know, um, but I hope you guys stick with us. And I hope you're okay with our whatever break we may or may not have to take due to, you know, the transition in our lives. Yeah. Um, but uh, until next time, guys. Bye. And this week in KR and Bizzle. We'll see you next time.